0: I just checked my bank account. You know, I was just making some calls on market. Check my bank account. I'm like, oh my God, I jumped out of my seat. It worked. It worked. It worked. <laughs> I'm jumping. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. And, you know, I was just, I was, I can't even explain like the happiness and everything. Like this truly works. And all those people that are like, you know, don't you want a backup option? Don't you like, like, are you sure? Like, this is going to work hundred percent. Like, no, there's only, there's a one way. Like you have to take a one way ticket and go all in.
1: But uh, truly a zero down deal on market. No marketing costs. Not even earnest money, totally zero down, making five grand. Pretty cool. So, Radha, nice to meet you. I'm excited to do this interview. You have such an amazing story with your first deal and uh, excited to kind of walk through this with you. You sent in a, a big write-up on how you put the deal together, all the obstacles you ran into, how you overcame them. And first, I just want everybody to know, Reta, how old are you?
0: I'm 18 at the moment 18 and you were 17
1: when you did your first deal right
0: um i was 18 but i got started cold calling and getting into the business at 17
1: nice that is fantastic i mean guys can you believe that 18 years old really amazing good for you you know while your buddies are out partying and and having fun you're figuring out how to run a business what yeah why are you so driven what's what's got you motivated to figure this out i don't know
0: at a young age it kind of just hit me like I'm responsible for everything in my life. And, you know, I have to be the one to kind of change. Like I come more from a poor background too. So I have to be the one to change my family's life and Mm -hmm. my life for the future. So I want to kind of just get into that right away and not waste any time.
1: Yeah, it sounds like urgency of, you know, there's, there's no one handing you anything, making life easy for you. So that's giving you the motivation to go create your own life. So tell us a little bit about that journey. What was it like? Learning about wholesaling, when at what point did you start to take action to pick up the phone and make offers?
0: So I started scrolling on TikTok and came across Kong, if you know who he yeah, is. Yeah. And you know, let's go get this money. You know, so I kind of <laughs> so wholesaling real estate, you know, you sell this contract, yep. you can make 10, dollars. $10, so I'm like, okay, that kind of caught my interest. And I started watching the videos at around 16 years old. And then I'm just like, This is what I want to do with my life. This is what I truly want. And then um, you know, just kept watching videos, I was always too scared to, you know, take action. I would make a phone call, like I made like a phone call like once or something like that. I'm like, hello. Um, like stuttering, not knowing what to say, and um, you know, just hanging up right away, just kind of like the call and hang up. But then um, you know, one time just I was in high school, geography class, I believe, and I'm just watching the teacher speak and I'm just like, it all hit me. I'm like, this is just a waste of time. Like, I don't like this is this is not gonna help me in my life. And then I'm in the back of the ca- classroom. Start pulling up your videos, or cold calling videos. Start watching that. And I'm just like, so next the hour after that, I didn't have an hour, so it was a free hour. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go and make my first call, like my actual like, serious call. I'm going to start digging into the business now. No wasting time. So then I went, made my first call. Um, you know, obviously stuttering. You know, hanging up the phone right away. But then I remember, you know, having my first call, and I was actually talking to the seller and finally or agent and I kind of finished the whole call. I was like, I did it. I did. I, I I talked to him I did it. I was so excited. (laughs) And my confidence just spiked up like crazy. And then, um, yeah, just kind of started taking action from there. Once, um, you know, started getting into the consistency of calling and stuff. So, yeah.
1: That's really funny. My, my son, so my, my son is 17 and, um, he's been getting on the phones and every time he gets stuck, he just hangs up the phone. (laughs) It's hilarious. Yeah. He just, he's like, I'm like, why did you just hang up? He's like, I didn't know how to answer their questions. So I'm like, so you just hung up, <laughs> but, but you know what you keep, keep doing it. And then pretty soon you don't need to hang up because you can carry the conversation and you can get through the call and that's exciting. So it sounds very similar to what you did. Oh yeah. Um, Okay, so you're you're in high school, literally in school on a free period making calls at, at 16, 17 years old, okay. And so you're doing this for a while. At what point did you start making calls until the first deal came along?
0: Until the first deal came along, it was about seven months, but it wasn't consistent calling and I was still kind of getting into the business. So okay. then um, this summer, last summer actually, I should say, I started really just, you know, diving on market. And like you said, get your first deal in 30 days, make five calls every single day. And you're going to get that deal. You know, the, the universe is going to align and you're going to get that deal. Yeah. So then I really just started focusing on market in Indianapolis, just calling, calling, calling. And, um, and here's the thing too, when you're making three to five, I was making three to five calls every single day. When you're making all those calls and making those offers, you forget about the properties you make offers on. Yeah. So for this for this deal, actually, um, I completely forgot about it. And the buyer's agent that worked with me called me up and said, Hey, you know, right out uh, of the the original contract fell through with the um the first buyer and uh, they're leaning more towards yours because we were a backup offer at first. Cause I'm like, Hey, I have to be at this number. I cannot go any more up. And um they're like, They're considering your offer, but you know, they want to be at one thirteen with covering back taxes and closing costs. And I'm like, Nope, I gotta be at one ten. He's like, All right, man, I'll make it happen for you. Like all right. And
1: you you went into that deal double dipping but the agent did not want to represent both parties, right? No. Mm-mm. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So, you know, I teach this double dip strategy. If you guys follow me, you're very familiar with that because it's where you go directly to the listing agent, let the listing agent present and and write the offer for you. Therefore, they get the other half of the commission and they're very motivated. Well, some agents either can't depending on the state you're in, you're not allowed to do it. It's called dual agency. We call it double dip, but it's really called dual agency. Either the state doesn't allow it, maybe the broker doesn't allow it, or maybe the agent just doesn't feel comfortable representing both sides and they don't want to do it. In any of those situations, what you can do is designated agency where the agent will let somebody else in their office represent you on the offer. And you know this, but they're getting a referral by doing that. So they're still getting extra compensation by working with you, and that's the point. We're trying to incentivize the listing agent to wanna work with you, and it worked. In this case, that listing agent was very motivated to get you the deal. You were a backup offer. They were they went to bat to get you down at your 110 number that you wanted to be at. And so by doing that designated agency, it allowed you still to have that competitive advantage on the deal. So love that. I love that because not always are you going to get the agent to double dip. Sometimes they're not going to want to, and it doesn't mean it doesn't work now. It just means you have to think about it a little more creative creatively. So most agents, what they'll do is they'll say, I'm not comfortable, but Hey, work with so-and-so in my office and they can take care of you. In other words, I'm going to refer them and get half of the buyer's commission. So, probably they got four and a half percent total instead of six percent if they double dipped or three percent if they were on their own. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So, that's really awesome. And so, then they got it for you at the 110 as a backup, right? Correct. Yeah. And I love what you said where you really got to look at this business like just, it's just reps, putting in the reps. Like if you just do it, I, I love that you took my challenge. My challenge is, Five offers a day, 30 days a, a, a month, that's or 25, 25 a week, five a day, that's about a hundred a month or so. And I believe I've seen it tested again and again over years and years. If you actually are consistent and do that every day, you will get a deal. It's just a it's just a matter of timing. And the stars will align and you will get a good deal. You know, and you're a great example of that. So so you get the contract at 110. Uh, now what happens? So now you're, you're going to find your buyer. What was that experience like? So from the
0: past contract, I locked up that was overpriced. I actually built a relationship with someone off Facebook, you know, one of my good buddies, Tanner. And, uh, he said he, um, we're actually, he was going to disill the deal for me. So I sent it over to him and, um, you know, started working with him on this deal we got it, you know, for a good price. So we got a lot of action on it. And then, um, we ran, we ran into like a lot of headaches, um, (laughs) of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I was actually at my day job at target and, you know, the, he found someone He's like, Hey, this person's interested. Um, you know, we're just talking, negotiating. He went to go walk the property when I was at work and, um, you know, I'm just kind of going back and forth on the phone at work. I'm like, okay, hold up. Let me use the bathroom real quick. Back and forth on the phone. And, um, the thing is here, um, we had to like kind of renegotiate because closing was a little too early and the buyer had to get his lender to mm-hmm. kind of extend the closing yeah. so that, you know, he can get all the, all the amount on time. So we kind of ran into that, like, Hey, I got to go back to the buyer's agent, renegotiate, like
1: how get- they handle that.
0: The buyer's agent was, really worked really good with me. Um, He was fine with that. Uh, he's like, yeah, we could push it back like three days. He was, you really know what he was doing. So, okay. you know, it really helps when you have an agent that knows what they're doing and they're really, that you have a good relationship with them and they're helping you a lot. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so then we ran into the issue where it was around seven, 7 PM. So it was a little later and we had he, the buyer at first didn't know that he had to cover back taxes on the home. So then he had to get the exact amount, how much taxes were owed, so he can send it to his lender. And we're like, shoot, like, like we need to get this now. He's like, we need to get this like tonight, or else I can't make this deal work because it's not going to work for with my lender. So we're hustling. I'm going back and forth to the bathroom. I'm like, I don't care if I lose this job, I gotta make this deal work. <laughs> so um we're going, we're going back and forth, back and forth. I'm on the phone with my JV partner, on the phone with the agent agent's like, okay, I'm with my kids that when I'm done, I'll get you the forms and everything like that, and how much taxes are owed. And um since he didn't know that, at first, the um the buyer was gonna buy it at one one seventeen, but then with the taxes it was around like, I believe like three thousand around there with closing and, and costs
1: taxes that were owed. Yeah, okay. correct.
0: So um, you know, we got less of less of an assignment fee, but that was fine. We still wanted the deal to work but um we we're able to get it down to 115 um so yeah it was like like 2 grand off but yeah so then the eight, so the let me
1: make sure so that he uh he didn't want so originally it was 118 but then he had 3 grand in back taxes that he didn't know he had to pay so then what he did is he just adjusted the price down to 115 and then paid them um yeah
0: around there. Yeah, so it just deducted okay. our assignment fee.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. So but, essentially um, you ended up having to pay the 3 grand in taxes. Out essentially of your in in
0: a way with the assignment yeah. fee, yeah.
1: Out of your assignment fee. Yeah. Okay. But
0: still glad, you know, we made the deal work and it turns yeah. out that the buyer was actually an agent himself, so he was actually to pull up he was able to pull up the records of how much taxes were owed on the home. So then we got that number okay. from there and then, you know, it was smooth and we made it work.
1: Wow. Right at the last minute. And then yeah. you were able to close on time that day. Um, yeah. So
0: actually with that, with the closing company, uh, with the title company, actually, and you mentioned this a lot, make sure you choose a friendly, like a, t- a like a wholesaler friendly title company, because with this one, we had like a lot of hiccups, mm. like the day before closing, they wanted a mechanics, something mechanics from the lender. Lane. Yep. Mechanic mechanics lien from like the lender or whatever. And they wanted like all this extra info and all this. And it was a, like, it was really like, it was going to push back our closing like a week. And we yeah. didn't want the deal like not to work. So then, you know, we just had a backup title company, you in know, in our pocket in case we, like, we have to back out like right away. Yeah. It's the other title company.
1: So but when you um, do when you do on market, that's a little tricky because a lot of agents want to control title and they want to use their title company and they'll push really hard to use their title. Uh, usually they have a relationship, usually they get a discount on closing fees or they get a, or they get a referral. Some, some title companies pay agents referral fees. And so you have to be really adamant about using your title or double check that the title company the agent wants to use is actually wholesaler friendly. So sometimes an agent will push really hard with their title. I'll call the title company and just say, hey, how comfortable are you with assignments? How often do you do them? Do you understand how they work? And, and see if I can feel comfortable with them before agreeing. And then if I if they're like, what's an assignment? I'm like, oh crap, this is gonna be a nightmare because they don't know what they are. They don't know how to do them. And then I'll tell the agent, look, if we're gonna do this deal, we have to use my title. And I just stick to that you know, really firm because like you said, The wrong title company can kill the whole deal and it won't close. They literally can kill the deal. Oh, yeah. It's it's really important. So you work through that. Uh, One thing to clarify here is normally the back taxes would be paid by the seller because it's the seller's expense that they owe taxes unless you agree with that seller and you agree in your contract up front that you'll pay those fees. So it sounds like you agreed to pay those fees. It's just that your cash buyer didn't understand that. He either didn't realize that he was agreeing to that or, I mean, he should have known because it it was in his, if he did the assignment, then he agreed to whatever was in your contract and your contract stated that you were going to pay those fees, correct? Correct. Yeah. So he just, it sounds like he was a newer investor, probably an oversight, didn't catch it, didn't realize it till the last minute.
0: Yeah. So and the, the funny thing is actually too, um, when we actually did the assignment, the, um, the agent that was working with the escrow company freaked out and told the listing agent like hey, they're doing they're selling the contract and that freaked out the seller too yeah and everything was just like, oh, and then the buyer's agent call me back. he's like, you know like what's going on and stuff And I'm like, yeah, we're just we're, we're doing an assignment and you know there's nothing there's nothing wrong And you know like the deal was about to get cancelled from that. And, you know, yeah. I told the buyer's agent, like, you know, either this deal is not going to work or you're going to waste time on the market yeah. if you don't go with us. Like, we're literally just assigning the contract. We're still performing on our contract. The earnest money is uh, submitted. Yeah. Everything like that. Like, we're going to close on this deal. There's there's no worries. Yeah. And, yeah, we kind of ran into that issue because the Definitely, title yeah. Title
1: can do that. Yeah, title can, can advise seller, I don't know what these guys are doing. I wouldn't agree to this. And then that just kills your deal. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Now, um, I love how you handled earnest money. You followed a strategy that I teach. Explain how you did that, because one of the biggest concerns I get from new investors is uh, I don't have the money to pay the earnest money. Now, earnest money, remember, guys, it's a good faith deposit you pay at the time of executing the contract. It sits in escrow at title and then gets applied towards the purchase, which means if you wholesale, it gets reimbursed to you. But there's still that three-week or four-week window where you have to pay that earnest money and then it sits there until you get it back. So you float it for a minute. But what if you don't have the 1000 bucks or whatever it is? Uh, Explain, Rita, Rita, the strategy that I teach that you followed and it worked.
0: Earnest money shall be due after the inspection.
1: Boom. Mm -hmm. Just like that, guys. Earnest money due after inspection. And then how many day inspection did you have?
0: We had a seven-day.
1: Okay. So seven, I try to get a 10 day sometimes, but if you get an inspection contingency in your contract, then you can say earnest money to be paid at the end of inspection. Now the seller or agent may not agree to that, but if they do, then you just buy yourself about seven days, in your case, seven days to then come up with the earnest money. So how did you come up with the earnest money?
0: The buyer took care of that for us.
1: Bingo. So you guys catch that? His Then he finds his cash buyer in his seven-day window. Then the cash buyer pays the earnest money, which you want them to pay earnest money anyway, and then apply it towards the first contract. And there you go. Rada just, you know, he's, he's working at Target as a brand new, you know, investor, barely out of high school, and he's doing a deal, not letting any excuses stop him. I, I love this because, Right so many people are like I don't have money, I don't have time, I don't have experience, I don't this 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 and you're like doing it and just working at target and figuring it out and no money and did it. I love that. So thank you for being an example and leading the way and not taking no for an answer. Like I'm sure people have told you no you can't do stuff your whole life just like everybody and you're just not listening to the noise and you're going out there and making things happen. Yeah. Just so exciting. I mean, I can't wait to see what you do with your life because if you can figure this out, there's nothing stopping you from doing it again and again and again and really springboarding into an amazing career in real estate and you know, a financial freedom and control over your life.
0: Yeah, 100%. Cool? Yeah, that's my goal too.
1: How much was the earnest money?
0: Uh, 1500.
1: Okay, so 1500 the very typical, anywhere from five hundred on the low side, a thousand, fifteen hundred, but on a hundred and ten contract, a thousand, fifteen hundred is really normal. And this is Indianapolis, right? Correct. Yeah, so very common there to, or anywhere to be paying that type of earnest money. So plan on it, right? Like that's normal, guys. How many how many hours or how many weeks at Target would that take to make five grand? You know, and. It's, probably i don't know do you know
0: i mean what i worked there for like a year and i don't even think i made that amount of money honestly <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't, i don't even know yeah yeah and that cool so what was it like i i i'd love for you to try to explain the emotion as an 18 year old to to make that kind of money what was that like for you
0: so yeah i'm just kind of checking my bank i just checked my bank account you know i was just making some calls on market check my bank account i'm like
1: Oh my God. I jumped out of my seat.
0: It worked. It worked. <laughs> it worked. I'm jumping. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. And you know, I was just, I was, I can't even explain like the happiness and everything like this truly works. And all those people that are like, you know, don't you want a backup option? Don't you like, like, are you sure? Like, this is going to work hundred percent. Like, no, there's only, there's a one way, like you have to take a one-way ticket and go all in. And that's the way I look at it. So.
1: And are you doing, are you doing real estate all in now? Oh, all yep.
0: Time? Yep. Yeah. Off market full-time in Jacksonville. So. going all out.
1: So what would be one piece of advice that you'd give a listener who's working on their first deal?
0: You know, just be consistent. You know, there's, you're going to have those days where like, am I making progress? Like, you know, this isn't working. You have to, you have to be consistent. You know, those deal, those days come and everyone faces them, but that deal is going to come if you're consistent. And like I said, if you're doing on market and you're doing five calls a day, you're going to get that deal. You just have to stay consistent and build relationships with agents and, Really, just have that mindset. Like you know what, like no matter what, I'm gonna go all in and I'm gonna get this deal. Like no matter what. Nice. So yeah, yeah just commit fully, 100, and you'll you'll you got it easy.
1: Love that. That's great. Well, guys, leave a comment and say, rita you are a flipping genius. Congratulations on your deal, on all your success. Uh, thank you for being, uh, you know, an avid subscriber and watching my content, my videos, and taking action. It's all about the action, guys. So really cool but uh, truly a zero down deal on market. No marketing costs, not even earnest money, totally zero down, making five grand, pretty cool.